A bright flash lights up the scene of a bridge of a spaceship that we've never seen before. This spaceship is certainly in better shape than the Second Chance, and it's very clean and technologically advanced, and generally just looks well put together. The crew of this vessel have a patch sewn onto the front of their uniform, showing a shield that is both green and yellow, with the yellow being that of an intricately tied knot. Another flash streaks across the front of this bridge. Scrambling to their stations, the crew of this vessel begin to shout orders excitedly back at each other. Systems are frying, rear shields are down, we are under attack from an unknown adversary. A finely dressed man approaches the command center that overlooks the rest of the bridge. He shouts out the need for a status report. 30% power, sir. Shield barely holding at 25%, sir. One of their shots got in through. There's a fire's reporter down near the reactor. Do they not know who the hell they're attacking? This older gentleman sneers. They'll be hell to pay when they figure out that they're attacking a house notice ship. Do we have any visuals of the vessels? Can we see what's going on? The screen in front flickers to life, and a fuzzy image of a sleek, fast, and dangerous-looking attack ship fills the entire screen. How many of them are there? Sir, we've been able to detect two. What about our weapons? What's going on? Sir, that's what they targeted first. Our weapon systems are currently offline. It's like they knew exactly where to shoot. Can you enhance that image at all? There seems to be some sort of... Is that a crest on the side? A whirlwind of fire engulfs the bridge as one of these sleek attack craft strafes the bridge of the merchant vessel. The captain lets out a curse. I don't think these are pirates. They're trying to kill us. How's the E-Drive look? Is there any chance we might be able to... And his statement trails off into nothingness as one of these sleek, fast attack craft unleash a torrent of fire into the bridge of this merchant vessel, engulfing the entire ship in flames as it bursts apart, leaving nothing behind. These two long, sleek, dagger-like craft then meet up in formation, engage their E-drives, and drop into drift space. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll, the solo role-playing podcast where I, your host, player, and GM Hero Cities, play role-playing games for your listening pleasure. Today is episode 28 of Ironsworn Starforged, where we are following the story of Nikor Sokolov aboard the Second Chance. As usual, start off the episode with a introductory scene. And in this case, I rolled on the Iron Sworn Star Forge begin a session table and got a key location is made unsafe or becomes mired in conflict. Now, it was hard to tell exactly where that key location was based on the intro or what exactly was going on, but without giving too many spoilers away, it appears as though there's some noble conflicts beginning to happen, and they will certainly come to impact our little group of space explorers at some point or another. Also, based on the events of last session, which I'll recap shortly, our chaos factor has also gone up to six, just to keep that in mind. So last session ended with Nikora having successfully retrieved samples from the strange snake-like alien telepathic, perhaps, creature down on the planet of Greece and successfully returning the bones and the body of this creature to the UPC or Union of Practical Chirurgian ship, which was in orbit around this strange, gray, dusty, dead world. 
As of right now, Nikora, Petra, and the newest member of their crew, Tinker, are attempting to figure out a way to either trick or convince Creed, who is in the settlement of Osseus on the planet Tyr, which is a big Jovian world that we didn't really see in session one, but formed the backdrop of our initial vow that we were undertaking when Nakora went aboard the space station Prosperity in order to retrieve the memory core of what ended up being Project Alpha, an old AI, presumably left over from the initial wave of uh, refugees who came to the Forge, but we don't really know yet for sure. Petra, of course, is strongly opposed to giving Subject Alpha up to Creed, but is open to the possibility of somehow tricking him by either creating a replica of the memory core from Subject Alpha or some other method of deceiving him. For right now, however, we are basically on the other side of uh, the Kosas Flow, which is the name of the sector of space out here in the Outlands, and we need to make our way back to the slightly more populated section of this sector. And I think we'll just get that set up now. It's going to take the form of undertaking a expedition. When you trailblaze a route through perilous space, journey over hazardous terrain, or survey a mysterious site, give the expedition a name and rank. The name is that we need to reach Osseus, and I don't think it's a particularly challenging expedition. It is long, though, so we're going to give it a dangerous rating. Since we don't have any real charts of this area of space we're out in now, especially how to get from where we are to Osseus, they're going to have to make a series of different jumps through the drift and basically chart their own way to Osseus. Beyond that, we do have a couple of clocks for us to roll on. As always, I'm not going to tell you about the first two, but given the situation we saw in the intro, the first one is going to be very likely to progress. We got a 19, which is one shy of an extreme yes, but it does fill in one more piece of that pie which brings it up to 50% full. And then the other one is 50-50. We got a 93, which is an extreme no. So that's going to erase two pieces of that, leaving us with just one more piece of it filled in. So with all of our housekeeping out of the way, let's get into it. The course stands on the bridge of the second chance, not in his usual position behind the flight control system on the bridge, but instead leaned up against the wall with his arms crossed, watching as Tinker grunts and groans and lets out a quiet curse as he struggles underneath Nakora's flight console, attempting to get Chance back online. If you might remember, Chance was our VI, virtual intelligence, who helped Nikora basically run the second chance when it was just him on board. Chance got fried quite a few episodes ago by that wave of chaotic energy that swept across the second chance and led to that strange tentacly octopus creature getting aboard. Now, I'm not sure that Tinker necessarily has exactly the parts he need, but the question is, can he jerry-rig something to at least get Chance back in some sort of working order? I think it's somewhat likely. 25 is a yes. Tinker, with his old joints protesting, 
manages to pull himself up from underneath the console. Well, I've done just about what I can do with what I got available to me. I guess all we can do is see if she comes back on. Nakora kind of looks down from where he's standing with his arms crossed. He, Tinker, kind of looks back up at him with confusion. What do you mean, he? It's a computer. It's not even intelligent. At best, it's a they, but it's a ship. So, she. Nakora kind of shakes his head and looks down at Tinker again. You'll understand when he gets turned back on. Well, what are you waiting for, Tinker? Let's see if we can get Chance back. Tinker sits down at the console and starts typing away. And he looks back to Nakora. Look, I know you were alone with this thing for a long time, but it's likely her, his memory is not going to be there anymore. It probably got fried and wiped by whatever strange energy you encountered out there. Nakora doesn't really know what to say about that, but waves his hand for Tinker to continue. There's a long, pregnant pause where both Tinker and Nakora are looking down at the console. Always impatient, Nakora sneers, Well, Tinker, looks like you ain't half a good a mechanic as you, as he gets cut off by fuzzy static coming through the speakers. Can you clean that up a little bit, Tinker? Tinker works on configuring various parameters for the VI program on the console, and the static slowly clears up. Welcome, I am your personal assistant, a virtual intelligence designed by the Association of Professional and Technical Engineers for installation in various and small to medium space-faring vessels in order to assist Nakora having made his way up to the console. Chance, is that you, buddy? Are you back? Tinker looks up at Nakora. As I was saying, Nakora, it's likely his memory core is shot. Chance, the machine says over the speakers. This ship is called the Second Chance. Am I Chance, sir? Is that what you're saying? There's been some damage to my systems, and the ship itself is at least three months overdue for service. I recommend that we stop at the nearest spaceport and get these services done. Number of systems are offline, including... Okay, I get it, Chance. No need to repeat what I already know, Nakora says sighing, and looks down at Tinker. You did a good job. I think the VI is back and working. Sir, says Chance, I may be able to reintegrate into my memory core, given time. Thank you, Chance, Nakora says. Chance, how long until we are going to be dropping out of drift space? Processing, processing, processing. I estimate about 22 minutes until we exit from drift space. Nakora looks down at Tinker. All right, Tinker, let's get ready for this. Who knows where we're going to be exiting? We more or less had to do a blind jump. Also, have you seen Petra? Tinker shakes his head. Hey, Chance, do you know where Petra is? The woman who's on board? Last time I detected movement on board the ship outside of the bridge was down in the cargo hold. It appears as though there is someone down there. Thanks, Chance, Nakora grumbles. Nakora gets on the intercom that connects to the whole ship. Hey, Petra, I know you're down there brooding over that machine, but we're about to drop out of drift space and who knows what we're going to encounter. We haven't had a lot of luck yet. I'd like you to report up to the bridge. So we have undertaken a journey. Let's see what our results were. In this case, I think we were staying vigilant. Nakora hasn't had a lot of luck yet with traveling through the drift, so I think his primary concern is vigilance in doing so, which will be a roll plus wits. We have a three in wits. We rolled a six, and in our challenge dice, we had a five and a nine. So a weak hit. 
Envision the location and mark progress per the rank of the expedition, but this progress costs you. Choose one. Make a suffer move at minus two or two suffer moves at minus one or face a peril. Since it was a dangerous challenge, we do get to mark two boxes along our trek to reach Osseus. Let's get an oracle roll here to get an idea of what we're dealing with. We got immersed home, of which one of the rolls were doubles, which means according to our mythic GM emulator, we have a random event as well. However, first off, we have to make our suffer moves. In this case, I think that our supply will take a hit. In order to get chance functional, Tinker had to use up some of their spare parts. And we'll take a hit to our health just from the simple fatigue involved with Nakora right now. Nakora is tired. He's been through a lot these last couple of months, and he really hasn't had time to sit down, relax, recuperate in general. He's just very fatigued and tired, and since Chance was offline, every time they do a jump, Nakora's been having to do his own personal calculations for everything. Instead of allowing the computer to do the hard work, Nakora's had to do the hard work. Nakora looks up from the console, these dark bags under his eyes. His skin's looking a little solo. They really haven't had very much good food on board, and just the overall fatigue is starting to set in. So as far as our random event, because we rolled doubles on the fate chart and we're under our chaos ranking, which is currently six, and we got two fours. So first we have to establish the event focus. 87, NPC negative. Now, which NPC? Petra. What's going on with Petra? Let's roll on our action and subject. Block investment, which is perfect. I don't think that's going to quite come into play right now, but I'm going to remember that one. As the second chance drops out of the drift, they encounter something that none of them have ever seen before. Orbiting around a planet is this strange object. It is nearly a perfect cube. Or is it a pyramid? No, it's now a sphere. Wait, the Nakora looks up from his console in front of him. Whatever this thing is, it appears to be changing its shape, at least according to the sensors, but that's not possible. Something must be wrong. Chance? Chance. Yes, sir. Well, what can I do for you? The VI comes a little bit slower and as if not quite sure what its name is. Chance. Can you use our aspects and get a better idea of what that strange object is out there? Well, sir, you see the aspects on the vessel are currently, if not had their normal maintenance performed in. Chance, what did I tell you about informing me about the lack of maintenance on board? Trust me, I know. Sorry, sir, let me take a look. Analyzing, analyzing, analyzing. As I told you before, sir, there appears to be some sort of malfunction within the scanning equipment aboard this vessel. It shows this structure constantly changing and twisting. This defies any known spacefaring vessel within my database. Although the scanners are reporting that it appears to be some sort of crystalline structure in nature refracting the light. Nakora looks down to Petra. Well, Petra, you ever seen anything like this? I never encountered nothing like this before. Petra doesn't respond back to Nakora, simply staring out at this strange object, which it almost feels like it shimmers or tricks the eye, and then suddenly you almost forget a shape it was in before, and now it's a square. Then it kind of stretches into an oblong form, then into a sphere, then Petra blinks her eyes, mesmerized, encapsulated by this structure. 
Nakora, I don't know. However, have you ever heard of those who came before us, who lived here before humanity? Nakora kind of narrows his eyes slightly. You mean the precursors? That's just a myth, a legend. We've never encountered any other living intelligent creatures, although I guess we've encountered their ruins or leftovers. Are you saying this is some sort of functional vessel of theirs? Petra simply shakes her head. In my understanding, there was some sort of civilization that existed before us, vastly more technologically advanced and uncomprehensible. In fact, if you have access to the correct resources, there's speculation that the initial wave of ships that came here were following a beacon to some sort of precursor structure. That being said, it's hard to know. We have never seen any evidence of them before or anything like that. And as far as we know, they're long gone from this section of the galaxy. Nakora looks back down to her. Someday, Petra, you're going to have to tell me how you know all this stuff. So what do we do? Are these things dangerous? I mean, we can't really get a good reading on it. We could fly closer or sit out here and simply recharge. Taking survey of what our current equipment is, we really could resupply. I don't know what this structure might have on it or anything like that. There's potential for finding something valuable which could finance the rest of our expedition. Hell, we could be the first humans to ever go inside of one of these things. Petra simply shakes her head. No, but this one, perhaps we will be the first. There could be anything in there. It's up to you, Nakora. You're the captain. This is your ship. Cora puts a finger on its chin, thinking for a minute. I think we go in. If it looks dangerous or starts to feel uncomfortable or anything like that, we're out. Petra nods her head. Nakora picks up the intercom, linking down to the engine room. Hey, Tinker. We uh, found something interesting out here in this location. We're going to go down and investigate it. Are you going to stay on board the ship? Tinker merely grunts back through the intercom. Try not to get yourself so much killed this time. This strange satellite is orbiting around a blue, seemingly frozen, ice-locked planet with really nothing overly noticeable about the planet except that it appears to be almost cracked. The surface of it crisscrossed with what look like scars throughout the surface. Some sort of deep canyon, whether natural or otherwise, is unknown. This satellite around this world, this mesmerizing, almost amorphous structure, constantly changing and fluctuating its shape, but never its size, is fascinating. Nakora brings the second chance in a little bit closer to try and get a better read of what this structure actually is. So we are going to explore this waypoint. When you divert from an exposition to examine a notable location, roll plus wits. We rolled a miss with a match. Double tens. We had a five, which plus our three isn't nearly enough. When you miss, you encounter an immediate hardship and must pay the price. On a miss with a match, you may instead confront chaos. As Nakora and the Second Chance approach this strange, inhuman structure, I'm going to keep that result a secret for right now. As they get closer to this strangely shifting structure, they can just kind of now see through this almost black, but also translucent, crystalline construction of this device. Their orbit brings them back around the side of this frozen ice planet. And just as the first rays of the sun touch the outside of this crystalline exterior, it begins to glow, almost pulsate with energy. 
inside as this light strikes the exterior of these crystals you can almost see this being transmitted through the alien nature of this structure into the core of this device pulsating glowing with power Cora looks out the front at this thing which is now reformed into a pyramid-like structure aimed down at the planet and it stops transitioning it's now just this pyramidal structure the inside of which is glowing more and more powerful, more and more energy is being absorbed into this black crystal. What the fuck is that thing? Petra shakes her head. I have no idea. I could not even begin to guess. Nakora looks back out. Do you see a way into it at all? Petra kind of looks back at him. You want to go inside of that thing? We don't know what it is. We could be crushed the way it rotates and changes its shape. I don't even think there's a way inside of it. Just as Nakora starts to fly around this device again to the other side, the core inside of it has reached this almost blinding brightness which somehow shines through this black, dark crystal. And as it does so, the strange pyramidal structure begins to rotate towards the second chance. And our scene fades to black. Thank you, thank you so much for listening to One Guy, One Roll. I really appreciate everybody that tunes in and listens to the podcast, and I do hope to be able to continue creating more regular content like I have been for y'all to listen to. This episode went in a totally different direction than I expected just due to the nature of using oracles and the mythic GM emulator throwing in a surprise twist and everything else. Stuff is starting to feel like it's coming together, though, and some of these various plot threads are now starting to intertwine with themselves. I'm sure there were a lot of kind of strange and unusual things going on in this episode that don't quite make sense, but they will certainly do so in the future. As always, thank you to everybody who is listening to the podcast and whatever median you wish to. I do this for y'all to listen to, so without people listening, I would just be talking to myself. However, if you do wish to help support the podcast, help me to afford this new computer I had to get when my old one decided to take crap on itself, I do have a Patreon over on patreon.com slash roll. No pressure at all to go check it out, but if you're interested, it is available there. And I would like to do an extra special thank you to Journeyman JL and Journeyman Wes. You guys rock. Really appreciate your ongoing support. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to reach out to me either on one of the posts I make on Reddit or on Discord. That is the best way to ask any questions or anything you might have about the podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I have been Hero Cities, your host, player, and GM, signing off. Have a great day, and stay safe out there, y'all.